Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we are talking about something that Saul got his eyes lit up. Did it? And what did you call it? Urban. The urban campaign. The urban campaign. Right. And what do you mean by that? I guess this is mainly deals with fantasy RPGs because almost every other RPG deals with being in a city. It seems where the opposite is true for D&D and anything of its ilk. You're always out in the wilderness adventuring, going through ruins and stuff. And the city kind of is somewhere where you just go to regroup, repair, or recuperate. Buy magical items. (laughs) And other than that, most times the city is just something like that. It's just something you, you go to as a base of operations or you just go through it and then you stop along the way to the next adventure where most other games like modern games i i we were we would think we made a list of uh, games for me like Shadowrun is a classic one that takes place usually in seattle but they have added other cities due to poly demand denver chicago denver chicago i think one of and also tokyo maybe and tokyo and you can also go into Azatlan. <laughs> Nobody wants to go there. The idea is that in that game is that things happen in the city. That's where you live and that's where the adventures take place. What other games can we think of? Uh, any superhero game oh, takes place in the city. I thought Maps was on your first. That's on the creation of the city. I'm just talking about other, other genres where the urban setting seems to be the central point of where the characters well, live. Well, I gave you a couple of my favorites. Um, right. With I forgot the new were. one, well, it's not. This one isn't my favorite, but it takes place in the city. Blade Runner. It's oh yeah, a futuristic LA, right? Right. And Saul's going to talk to you later in this episode about districts, and I said that's the only time I've ever heard of districts, really. It's, yeah, it says that on the map. <laughs> yeah. District one, <laughs> district five. Right. Exactly. Um, yes. And then my other favorite, my actual favorite game that takes place in the city would be Feng Shui yeah. in Hong Kong, right? And it can right. be any time in Hong Kong, but it's definitely Hong Kong. Well, it takes place, the game I think takes place around 2000 or the 90s. Anyway, it doesn't matter, but you're right. Uh, Hong, Kong is, junctures. Hong Kong is a very interesting city by itself because of its how little space. It's kind of like New York City, right? There's a quite a few people crammed into a very small space and yet they have these islands that are kind of like green spaces and stuff so it's very interesting and i think uh hong kong is a very uh special city you put down traveler as a as a urban campaign i'm like traveler it's on a ship right like in my notes i put down uh is the ship a city and a question mark and I think I might have been stretching it there. The the way things work usually in Traveler and other, what is it, uh, science, fiction, science fiction games, it's kind of weird because you are in a ship and you go from one place to another, but usually you go from one city to another. You go from one urban place to another urban place. Sometimes maybe not so urban depending on the campaign and what world you're going to. 
But it seems like you deal a lot with things happening in large cities. Or large space stations outside space of stations. Off, off of worlds, right? Right, correct. Or there's a huge, the whole the whole planet is a city. That well, that's like Star Wars Coruscant. And, and there's some logistical problems to encapsulating the whole world into a, into an urban environment. Like, you know, real world stuff. But but anyway, that doesn't matter. Uh, you're right, Coruscant is a huge city where if you played in the Star Wars game, you could just set it in Star, set it on Coruscant and have adventures there because uh i read a few books and they talk about the the layers of the city right there's the the the, usually the rich people the well-to-do the powerful live on top and then the the further down you go the the less power (laughs) the less power you have and the poorer you are to where you're like in the bowels of this like underground part of the city where is that is that a uh what kind of city is this? Where? It's Curacao. Oh, Star Wars. Oh. Yes. Kind of like Babylon Five. Remember Babylon Five? Except it wasn't lower or the worst. It was that that one, the one uh, level that wasn't. It was level was thirteen, wasn't it? It was level thirteen. I think it was. I didn't want to say it was. So, I think when you have a science fiction game, it is urban based, but because usually you're traveling. Well, Babylon 5 could be considered a city. Yeah, and, definitely. And a, yeah, it so it's a space, space station. station. Exactly. Yeah. And so if all your adventures are stem from there. Which they, they mostly did, yeah. except they took out their fighters every once in a while. Every once in a while they go somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah but yeah. not really. No, you're right, not they really. They go to other places like other worlds. And also the, the, the Star Trek one with the base. What's it called? Oh, Deep Space Nine? Yeah, Deep Space Nine. That that. Uh, they went off world too a little bit, but you're right. A lot of the stuff was happening. See, so there you go. So even though they're capable of going to other places, a lot of the a lot of the adventures happen right there on their space station. To me, a city in space. Okay. What else can I talk about? Modern games. Oh wait, no, no, no. You're, you're still doing settings, and you you missed the whole fantasy setting. Well, no, I'm talking about modern uh, other genres, t- or. Cities are a central part of the game, just like we talked about Feng Shui. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was just saying, you know, like modern games, they usually take place in cities. Detective stories, police stories, police procedurals, almost any kind of modern game. You go into the you go into the country, but you don't go in the country to kill monsters and take their stuff. You go in the country because that's where the adventure usually takes you. Okay. <laughs> and then I was going to mention superheroes, champions. Obviously, it takes place in a city. When you put on a, a, a suit and you're in farmland, it, nobody really cares. They're like, what a strange dude you are or woman. And uh, it doesn't happen, right? There's no, there usually isn't a story based in some farmland somewhere. They might fight out there. They, but might, they don't need a superhero to save. Yeah, you know, that's where Superman was in the cornfields for a long time when he was young. But that's not where the story, you know, his story takes place. It's in, um, uh, what's it called? Metropolis, I believe. I think so. So superheroes, obviously, urban-based, city-based. And then when I'm talking about fantasy worlds or fantasy games, it's a little different because usually you're out in, out in the wild adventuring, exploring, whatever you want to call it. Hoboing, murder hoboing, and fighting monsters because that's where the monsters are. Because there, there might be some monsters in cities, yeah, if it's a big enough city. But for the most part, you go out, come back, you go out and come back. But in D and D, there are cities. There's Waterdeep, 
Well, in Faroon, right? In that setting. Yeah. There's Waterdeep. There's also... Um, what's the, what's the, there is uh, Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate. There's Neverwinter Night. Neverwinter Ni- Never Nights? Neverwinter? Neverwinter. No, Nights is the... Suzeo. Suzeo. And, and then if if you look at the different the D&D settings, there's Sharn. I, I, think, I don't know if they put that in Faroon or not, but there are these big cities. I forget what the big city in the south is. That kind of looks like a that's in the desert, with you know with the open bazaars and all yeah, that stuff. I don't know. I forgot the name of it, but anyway, so there's a lot of cities, big cities in in Faroon, and then there's other genres that the uh, other uh, what is it the uh, fantasy settings, fantasy settings like Greyhawk. The world of Greyhawk has the city of Greyhawk. I'm sure Dragonlance has cities, even though I've never played or read any of the Dragonlance books. Sorry. What about other fantasy games? Like, I guess it's, it wouldn't matter, but um, Pathfinder would probably have their own. Yeah, they have they have their own. Map. They have their own world. I forget what what's the main. They have cities too. Yeah. Just off the top of my head, I don't remember. I understand. But usually, even though there's cities in the settings, a lot of times the cities aren't utilized as locations for adventure or the campaign. Right. Usually the the characters, it seems like, stop at a city and then, like I said, they recuperate, they re-bandage themselves. And they go shopping, they take they baths. They go shopping, they do all that It doesn't stuff. even have to be a city. It they might just spend be a village. money. Yeah. Well, yes. Um, I know that in our campaign with the kids, they always wanted to go wherever Elminster's Tower was so they could get him to help them make magical items or something. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is that... Elminster lived close to Shadowdale, and Shadowdale is, is a very small town. But th- it was close to Suzeo. Well, right. close enough, I guess. It was worth a trip to go out into the boonies and talk to him. And I had some adventures out there. That was pretty close to where yeah. Fort Flint ended up being and stuff like that. You want to start a campaign that is urban-based. You can go ahead, if you're playing d usually... This deals with fantasy games because, like I said, almost every other genre of cities are where everything takes place. But as you, as a person who runs fantasy role-playing games slash D&D, you have to pick what world you're in. And if you already have, you're already playing in Faerun, there's a lot of cities there. Or you can make your own city, right? Now Jolene rolled her eyes at me when I said, well, you can make your own city. And she said, why would anybody want to make their own city? It's a lot of work. There's some people that just like building stuff, or what they call it, world building. And I think it's interesting. Uh, I remember years ago, I was at community college, and I took a physical geography class. And after that, I wanted all my, my worlds and my maps to make sense due to geography. Right. And, and cities are the same way, right? Cities have to have a reason for existing. You just don't, I mean, you could plop a city anywhere, but usually there has to be a reason why people would want to live there from the ground up. And if you look at our own history, usually it's around rivers or around coastal areas where there's a, an easy way, a means of getting goods to and from that place. Logistics. Yes. And when you add a, maybe a, what is it, a very farmable area around it, then it gets it may, more chances that this place will develop into a city. And I think that's pretty neat if you look at real-world cities, even capital cities. London has the River Thames. Uh, Paris has the Seine. If you look at uh, 
What's that river in uh, in Hungary? The Danube. The Danube, right? There's tons of cities on that yeah. that are up off of off the the Danube. Obviously, river the Nile. Obviously, you know, there's cities there. So it's it's amazing, and so a lot of cities, even in fantasy worlds, have a river or a waterway by it. And well, you just mentioned all the rivers, but there's also like the ocean, right? Yes, the ocean, of course, yes, oceans. Yeah. <laughs> and even even in modern times, look at the San Francisco, Oakland, uh, L.A. They're port cities. Well, not San Francisco, but Oakland and and. Uh, L.A., there are port cities in there. And L.A. is huge probably because it's a good port, easy area to get ships in there and uh, and big ships. And now that there were ships get huge. So if you're going to make your own make your own city and plan it. Which sounds really crazy to me because other people have already done this for yeah. you. And there's maps out there, there's right? There's maps of, wa- right. of Waterdeep. There's maps of Baldur's Gate if you want to do a, a fantasy setting. And you can take the map and change the name or change it a little bit if you want a different name to your city. Right, right. right. There's definitely that that's possible. And, and I know people have done that. They've taken a city from history and changed the name and plopped it wherever they needed to. And the good thing about that is that you're right. There's maps about it. Maps already drawn. And if you wanted to do, I don't know, a fantasy campaign or or something, like you could use Rome. Rome has the Seven Hills, right? And right. it's a huge city now. So any any time, it was a huge. It was it was a it became a large city, even during the Republic time. So, oh yeah, they say it had like a million people. Yeah, that's a lot of people. There's lots of maps of that. Yes. And there's maps of all kinds of things like uh, Constantinople or whatever it's called now. Um, Istanbul. Istanbul. So you, that could be a city. You could take a, a real city and put it into a fantasy setting, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely possible. So so I'm just saying if, if if you really want to make your own city, go for it. But seriously, you could come up. There's maps everywhere. and There's lots of cities you could choose. And then you want a city that has a lot of information if you want to go the pre-planned or the pre-done route to save you time and energy. And there's all kinds of people who've already made these fantasy cities, right? That right. you can buy. Well, one of them is, I think they were talking about, I think, uh, Waterdeep, right? Is, mm-hmm. is, does the Mad Mage yes. in Waterdeep? Right. Yeah. They suggest, I've read in different places, that there's two books that you could get. One is the Mad Mage and the other one I forgot off the top of my head. But these two books have a ton of information just about the city itself, not just about the Mad Mage Dungeon or uh, whatever the other one. Well, because you have to have reasons to go into the, into the, um, they don't call it a dungeon, but it really is, right? The, it oh, it's down a dungeon. like a hundred, a hundred levels. levels, and it's underground, right? In water deep. Yes. And then you have to have a reason to go in there. It's not like you're just going to go, oh, I'm going to go. I want to go. Oh, adventuring, that's what I know, but <laughs> you got to give them some reason to do it. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, that's the adventure. Okay, let's go. <laughs> this is what you're going to do today. But th- that's a totally different kind of game, to the whole dungeon delving thing. I mean, I think the Mad Mage dungeon will take you from t- first to 20th level. Yes. To, if you go through the whole thing. Yes. And I'm not talking about that kind of a... Because dungeons are everywhere, right? Dungeons are in ruins. And Not dungeons, like that one. And dungeons are, yeah, that's true. And dungeons are like a classic 
trope of D&D. And I'm talking more of an urban setting where the city is where the campaign exists. You're talking takes about place. the top of Waterdeep, not underneath it. I mean, you could delve into it a little bit, but the, but the main thrust is is what's happening above it. Well, yeah, because you could say that someone is some lord hires you and you have to go save the princess that is in the fourth level. Oh, they they stole something and the and the thief went into the dungeon to escape and then you have to chase it. But it's not the it's not the the principal campaign where right. if you run the mad mage, the principal campaign is going to the dungeon and repeatedly going to the dungeon where you spend most of your time there. Uh, I'm talking about where you're out above the city and it might you might take you to the dungeon. But uh, but I was saying the that there's different people out there who have read the books and they, there's two books that mention Waterdeep or talk about Waterdeep in detail. And there's all kinds of NPCs, there's maps, there's plot threads and stuff like that for other kind of adventures that take place. So I've heard that between those two books, you could run an urban adventure in Waterdeep. And what there's a ton of maps in Waterdeep from different uh, publications. There was a box set called uh, Waterdeep. Uh, there is, uh, well, and then there's those two modern, not modern, but the fifth edition books that deal with Waterdeep. And there's other other books that deal with other places. I think uh, if you run the, the or buy the Storm King's Thunder, they talk about the different towns and different cities. And also have a few plot threads mixed in here and there. But for a lot of information about, especially Waterdeep, those two books, and I'll put the other book in my notes. But uh, definitely the Mad Mage and in the other book. I forget what it's called. Damn it, sorry. It's very easy to get into a fantasy city or start an urban campaign by, by just picking a city and choosing to run there. There, and there's other and there's other publications from third edition, like uh, Tolis, the city of Tolis by uh, I think it's Monty Cook. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that's where he has uh, the, I think the city by the spire, city of the spire. Maybe that's a different publication. Tolis is this huge tome. I forget how big it is. It's like has like 700 pages the original one it was kickstarted it's i think they sold for a hundred and something dollars 110 dollars now it's very difficult to get the original one and you probably pay a lot of money for it and then he re-kickstarted it for fifth edition and for i forget for what some other system he has or made and you know he did really well multi cook does very well when he kickstarts games and so he redid it. And Tolis is this huge city where he has hundreds of NPCs and hundreds of plot ideas. And he has uh, obviously adventures and all this other stuff. And then I, I came across uh, the world's largest city. A public. I don't even know when it was published. I think it had to be kickstarted because there's no USBN data on it. It just has the the the... When it just has the the op the first page doesn't mention anything about when it was printed and stuff, and it's like six hundred pages, seven hundred pages of uh, just information of who's who, NPCs, maps of the city, plot threads, main characters, and all that other stuff. So why do you think when they're creating these these books about cities, they add in a bunch of different NPCs? Well, that, that's what the city is, right? Well, the city has to have a character. What I mean is, has to have character. 
for it to exist, right? For it to mean something. And uh, and what makes up that character are the denizens, if you call them, the inhabitants of the city. Depending on wh- what those people are like, the city is seen as a as a either one way or another, or a multitude of ways. Okay, I'm gonna go back to. <laughs> I didn't realize we were talking just about fantasy stuff because when we were talking, I thought we were talking about all urban campaigns. Oh yeah, we but, can talk about all urban campaigns. The idea of a of a fantasy campaign, I think you have to go back to other settings to have an idea what you mean by the city has a character like. Hong Kong has a character for Feng Shui, right? right? I, yeah, Hong right. Kong is this because it's basically think about any kind of Hong Kung Fu action movie, movie and that's what it the, that's the the idea behind it, right? right? You can do these fantastical things, and in, and in, in this urban setting, and and in the, and because of that action setting, it's going to have certain characteristics, right? Because yes. that's what you're going for. If you're going for like a I don't know, a more uh, thriller or like spy movie, there probably wouldn't be as much action as compared to Feng Shui where things are over the top. Right. We have these roving gangs of triads. Yeah. And they control territory and they're very uh, outward. Uh, they're out there, right? They're, right. they're not hiding. Right. Uh, you see these strange monks walking around. Well, you could have the same kind of thing in a fantasy in in Waterdeep, or well, maybe not Waterdeep, because Waterdeep actually has lords that control part, parts of parts of the city, right? Right. But in your Waterdeep, you could have a a triad gang walking around oh, calling yeah. something else. I'm so. sure there's gangs in in Lords of Waterdeep. Yeah, there has to be. There, well, there's at least smuggling gangs, and yeah, you know. uh, there's all kinds of stuff going on, and. Uh, Cities having character. If you look at Shadowrun, Shadowrun is a great, a great, um, and it's a, a modern, a, a not even a modern fantasy. It's just fantasy, right? Because well, well science it's, fiction. it's science fiction fantasy, right? So you got magic and, but the 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 because the city is controlled by corporations and the different gangs, like the uh, whoever the depending on what level, right? Yeah, yeah the are. gangs aren't controlling. Uh, what is it? Infrastructure and stuff like but that. But the corporations They'll have are. territory, yeah. But the corporations do care about infrastructure, making sure that stuff doesn't get blown up because they need that stuff, right? Right. They need phones to work or the, the what do you call it? I don't think they have phones. The matrix to work. Yeah. They want to make sure that plumbing works and water and all that stuff. Where gangs just took, I mean, theoretically, they're, they're, they're just- They're moving stuff and making money, right? Yeah, right. Off the people. So, matter. so you can when you look at so that gives the, the city a gritty character, right? And it's it's right. a, it's it is a Shadowrun is a very gritty kind of game. Yes. So if you take that into um, a water deep setting, you can it can give you some ideas about what kind of NPCs there are and what kind of stuff there right. is there. Exactly. It's like that, and let's say the Regency era England. Yeah. The setting, even though it might be London or close to London, uh, well, yeah, the 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 character is different, right? right. We t- care about being well, what polite company is, and yeah. and, and pre- representing yourself in a good light to society. Yeah. Where if you're playing Shadowrun in London, you don't care. You don't, you don't care. give a crap. About yeah, the you're there to do a job. <laughs> yes. Well, and then if you look at it, the other one, the other setting I I thought of was the Blade Runner setting, right? Oh yes. Uh, and that's like a a futuristic LA. And I still remember 
when in Blade Runner the at the movie where Harrison Ford goes to that cafe and it's like this this uh, futuristic kind of you just walk up to the counter and and you ask him for what whatever. I think right? it was Chinese food. But yeah. all the food was like a, yes. a combination, <laughs> and it just looked disgusting to me. But that's okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. I think you ordered a bowl. A bowl of soup or something like that. Yeah. And the soup was not real. Well, you just don't know, right? You don't know what it is, yeah, right? Yeah. And that's... that's Mystery meat. And that has a lot to do... That's a, that's a kind of setting, right? A futuristic kind of setting. Yes, definitely. And it, it has a different character than L.A., let's say, if you were playing a, a, L.A., yeah, a modern L.A. cop drama. Right. You know, it might have some elements of the, of the same, but, you know... it. Never rains in L.A., right? Where in Blade Runner, it's always raining in L.A. Which is not true. It does rain in L.A., just not very often. <laughs> not all the time. <laughs> not all the time. Yeah. Like, 80% of the time. So you can take those kind of characteristics and think about them for... I mean, Waterdeep has its own characteristics, Well, right? the fact that it's ruled it. by, what, 10 or 12 uh, of... Uh, the lords of Waterdeep, yeah. right? Mean, it, it, it gives it a different kind of character than, let's say... Baldur's Gate, I don't, I don't know anything about Baldur's Gate, but let's say Baldur's Gate is ruled by a king or, or, or one person. It, that's going to have a different effect, flavor, right. flavor than Lords of War, where people, where the lords are vying for power, yeah. right? There, there's all these machinations behind the scene, and nobody, it really represents, you can never trust that what, how people represent themselves are what they are. Well, there's one, there's an open lord that's in charge of the city, yes, right? Yes, right. But Xanthar ain't him, right? Zanthar. No, no, Xanthar is not him. <laughs> He's out collecting his goldfish and, and other of uh, sundries. So when you talk about an urban campaign in a fantasy setting, you were telling me some interesting things like, well, you could have your, your players go and clean out some, uh, what do you call it? A basement in a bar, and they're just killing these huge rats. That could be like their first job, right? Well, yeah, exactly. So... Real quick, the planning of the city, you, you want to draw it out. Let's say you're doing your own districts. Districts is a real big deal in, in city planning, even in city, real city planning. So your your city, if, I mean, we're talking about big cities, not just small towns. So a big city is going to have districts, the water district, the, the port district, the not the water. Those are meant, two water port, things. I meant port district, the the market district or the business district the rich area and so uh, different people have different opinions of how many districts you should have in a big city uh, they range between six and twelve okay Saul had this discussion with me about districts and i'm just going to tell you what i told him huh yeah no but it's it's a real thing i mean even 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 modern day san francisco has districts right area okay, they have neighborhoods and they've same named thing. them it's so the that you thing. know where you're going same thing the same thing and they're basically districts uh so districts also a big city is going to have clubs if you want to use that term or guilds uh, or roving bands of <laughs> not roving but non-roving bands of uh of uh gangs right so th that's gonna and it's gonna develop depending on w what your city is like so if you want this wild crazy city it's gonna have more gangs and more guilds that control the city then the assassins guild yeah right oh. the thieves guild uh, uh, the the guild of uh, of iron workers right all these things and the and depending on how the merchants guild is always a good one depending on how you want your setting your urban setting to be uh you include those or you you don't include those 
And then there's the geography of the city. So you were talking about, you were already talking about the adventures in the city. So people go, well, what can you do in a city, right? There's always somebody who wants to take control of the city. Always. At least that makes a good plot line, right? And you, and that, and that would be like your main plot for your whole campaign. The MacGuffin. No, well, no, well, yeah. No, I don't know. No. A MacGuffin is usually something that, well, this is something, there would that, be drives, something that drives the, drives the story forward. So the MacGuffin in this case is... Or what the actual, what the, you would have to have an idea for, if you're doing a city campaign and you're doing different things, there has to be a over... The overlord can, uh, thread. The No, well, the the why you're doing, what, you're, what the actual goal is. Well, there's all, that's what I'm talking about. There's always, there should be like a big deal that's happening in the city that your players either every once in a while deal with it or they face a something about it that it creates a problem it creates this whatever the plot line is like i put down evil wizard wants to control the city it could be anything right so this evil wizard is trying to get control the city by all kinds of different machinations and usually not straightforward attacking like with an army is what i'm saying They're more subtle i know what you're saying that's okay. like a that's so, like a trope but but you're but but your first level adventures, they're not going to go after that guy, right? So what happens is, is, is and there's a like I, I wrote down in my notes, there's a thousand, thousands of people in the city. There's thousands of tales that they have. That's thousands of adventures that you could come up with. And off the top of my head, I did the, the real basic one. This tavern owner has rats, has a rat problem, and he asks your adventure people, your friends, maybe friends of his, to take care of the problem. In fact, I think I played in one of those games with Felipe. He ran a game like that. I'm sure you did. I think it was, yeah, we, we did. And then we went to the bottom and it led to this. I, then it just kept steamrolling, right? We go, go down there, we kill the rats, and then we stumble into this side passage and we come across somebody who's like stealing people or something like that. So we, we rescue somebody and then we get a glimpse that there's this underground group of people who are doing evil things and then they're like oh wow okay <laughs> and then slowly but surely we get in, involved the player characters get involved in this overall plot thread of something trying to take over the city or s something trying to do something evil to the city that the adventurers have to step up and take care of and if they don't then the city's gonna well, you come know. under this, under the, the <laughs> evil. Well, yeah, the, the city descends into evil chaos, right? And so the only thing that I think, the other thing that you were talking about was, so the adventures are all kinds of things to have to do in the city, yes. which brings in all these NPCs that you're talking right. about. Right. I think NPCs are crucial to a urban setting. I think that's where things are a little bit different than if you're there your adventures are just going from town to town, place to place. The whirlwind adventure of of world traveling and world adventuring. You're you're in one place, you see the same NPCs, you talk to the same NPCs through your GM. And because of that, the player characters develop relationships with those NPCs. They get used to having those NPCs around, right? They they know that if they to get a good deal, they go to Hanson's sundries, right? And to move your plot along, once they get used to the NPC, like any good British TV show, just kill them off. No, <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. 
<laughs> no, but th that th then because your characters care about this person, let's say he has a problem or she has a problem, right? Hanson could be a woman. And they're like, oh, I couldn't get that shipment for or that thing to you because this happened. So somebody stole my 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 wagon load of stuff that's coming from another town. And I think it had to do this gang, you know. So, I mean, you could just go crazy with these ideas. And, that, and that's what's so fun about urban settings is that, sure, you can have this major plot line that is going to end the city or whatever. And your players can get involved here and there and deal with that. Like I said, every, on a small a, scale, on a basis. small scale, and then and then as they as gain levels, the 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 task gets harder and harder. But at the same time, they could because they develop all these relationships with these NPCs. When they when those people have problems, they might be willing to help those people. Like, oh, I have a friend of a friend who blah blah blah, right? And it could be anything. And so the player characters have an abundance of things they can do to help or sit on their butt if they want but then then there's consequences to those things right like let's say let's say you don't go help uh hansen's uh hansen go out and get back his stuff well maybe he like you said maybe he goes out to do it himself gets over his head and either gets kidnapped or he gets killed right I told you there was going to be death involved for these. <laughs> well, that's because of, that's because of the player's actions of, or inaction. So there's always consequences to actions, and, and especially in role playing games, inaction when the players don't do what they should do, then th there should be really hard consequences, uh, and th and that should make them feel bad about not taking action. And maybe maybe later on when somebody else says, "Hey, can you help me?" They're like, "Yeah, let's do this because we like you." or it's an interesting idea. We've never really done a an urban setting for fantasy. Oh, for fantasy. I was like, that's all I get. I mean, because usually when we play D&D uh, &D or fantasy game, we are, someone is hiring us to, to move a, to go with a caravan, right? To right. protect it or, because, you know, you're the people that, the mercenary kind of people, right? That go from place to place helping people. Right. Like my Conan game, right? You guys were traveling on a caravan, yeah. get stuck in the city, and you guys have an adventure in the city. And but now you leave the city, right, to go somewhere else. Okay, when he says adventure in the city, he means we were running for our lives most of the time. <laughs> well, you guys were running into danger, uh, not from. So that was your, you know, that was your fault. But I think uh, having a whole campaign in the city can be very, very possible and very rewarding. And you don't have to worry about coming up with like uh, maps of different places. Well, different places maybe, but uh, d different areas, right? To, to go to a different town or even geography-wise. And like I said, you don't have to have a cartography class or I think cartography is map making to be able to make a city. Uh, there is a, a wide variety of uh, of uh, of things you can use to make a city. I forget what there's this one website that'll make a city for you. It's like the whole thing. I mean, the the planning, the drawing of it. If it's like the dungeon dojo. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but it just gives you a picture of a city. Yeah. And, and you tell it how big a city is, a small city. And you can, there's all these little buttons and levers you can push. Like, if is it near water? Is there a river? Is it a sea? And it'll just generate this city. It's pretty neat. If you don't want to, you know, draw it out and with that you can just color it color different districts in and then go wild uh, inhabiting that city with different things 
it's really neat. It's a really neat program. I will put the name of that thing in the show notes. It that doesn't come to in fact somebody my brother was just talking about it online with another friend of Mars about useful accessories or computer websites that can help you do stuff. They were talking about terrain and stuff, but then somehow it got stuck. Terrain. <laughs> How to make terrain. And, and yeah, I don't want to get <laughs> going to a, a side quest on terrain, but no. So I think urban city, city, cities, urban urban campaigns starting from 1 to 20th level can be really rewarding. I think it's something like we haven't done. That's because Steve's coming. <laughs> you are coming? Probably because the uh, I run games the old-fashioned way and hadn't thought of an urban setting. Obviously, have I mean, thought about it. We do play urban settings, but just not D and D kind of settings. Well, you did. I mean, you have been in cities, but it hasn't been the focal point of the right. campaign. You usually go to the city to get something, or you're following somebody there to find something right to find them chasing them or yeah. looking for them or so they like tell that. you that's the i saw him go there right so i think uh again urban settings are pretty cool place to adventure in in a fantasy role-playing game okay i'm with you on that one okay so if you if you if this has sparked an interest in you running a game in an urban city in a fantasy setting go for it Right. And uh, there's plenty of resources out there to help you. You don't have to draw it out all by yourself. So there you go. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And you have a good day. <laughs>